I made up a monologue, like completely on the fly. I assume Rid- that's what you did. Ridiculous monologue. Like, um, and this was a dramatic role. So it was like, when the street lights turn on, they remind me of you. I see you in the shadows of the street. And the street is paved with my memories of you in the street with me that day. <laughs> the day you left. Welcome to my worst audition. Welcome back to My Worst Audition. Today's guest is my friend Michelle McNally. She's an actor, improviser, and native New Yorker who can be seen on The Path on Hulu and Space Captain, Captain of Space on Amazon Prime. She's a co-founder and producer of Purple Crayon Immersive, an immersive theater company here in New York, and co-starred as my horrible, obnoxious mistake of a wife, in our fun web series, I'm Gay, which you already heard from my buddy Rob in the first episode. <laughs> but you may best remember her as Princess Leia in the viral YouTube 10 Hours of Princess Leia Walking in NYC, which you can find right here on our Cringe Factory channel. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Hi, Gary. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> it's so great to see you. We're just getting the whole team back together for these episodes. I know. Oh, God. It's so fun that you mentioned the Princess Leia video. Like, remember when going viral meant 100,000 views? Oh. I know. I know. Do you, do you need more than that these days? Because I don't think I'm I doing could, that again. You need like a million now for it to even be uh, like a thing. Well, you know, to your credit, uh, that I think has about 3.8 million right now. That, Does it really? Yeah, the Princess oh Leia God. video. And also to your credit, um, for whatever little it's worth to you, when I put that up, one of the first people to see it was my longtime best friend, Kevin, who is a huge Star Wars fan. And he's like, oh, that chick you got to play Princess Leia is so hot. Oh, I rewound it and I watched it like five times. Oh, she's hot. And I'm like, all right, all right, take it easy. Slow down. Um, easy. But yeah, easy. There, there you go. My friend who you don't know <laughs> thinks you're hot. It's, you know, after that went viral, I actually got a text from like the guy I had a crush on all throughout college who like, let me know that he saw it. He was a huge Star Wars fan. I was like, I didn't even know you had my number. Oh my God. So like, that's, <laughs> I peaked as far as I'm concerned. That's it. That was it. All right. I'm ready to roll over and die. We're, we're done. Yep. Oh, I'm good. I'm done. Oh, but we chatted a bit before uh, we just started recording about how obviously, you know, this is the third episode I've said this on with the strike. There's not much going on, but you said Mm -hmm. you're starting a fun thing. What are you up to? Yeah, a good friend of mine and I are starting what we're calling a character salon. So the idea is like just a bunch of funny people with improv experience kind of getting together in a collaborative environment to just work on characters. And we're not doing it in like a class environment. Like I'm not going to be teaching it. Um, right now it's going to be invite only, uh, you know, folks that we know and, you know, in like the way that French salons were about like coming together and sharing ideas, this is going to be the same kind of thing. Like we're just going to work together and like, see if we can create some fun characters that maybe we can bring into other work outside of that environment. That's a lot of fun. And that's great for you because you're really strong with characters. Yeah, thank you. I I know. And I just feel like lately I haven't had like that much of a, <laughs> of an opportunity to do characters. Um so, you know, just looking for like a fun low stress environment to to explore. Yeah, you you definitely should. I think that's a great idea. The first time for those that don't know that we met was on uh, our mutual friend Josh Apter's pilot for uh, for Max Danger. 
and you just played this, you know, fun, don't give a F character. He was just like, I'm just here. Let's get stuff done. And, uh, oh, you're giving me a hard time. F you. I don't care. Um, Yeah. I still have those brass knuckle earrings. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Uh, And the only reason I'm saying F instead of the actual thing is because I've now had to bleep out so many previous curses and so many episodes. But don't let that stop you. You say whatever you want. We can bleep it out later. Because I'm, you know, you mentioned in my bio, I'm a New Yorker, so that that word is a comma for me. But I'll do my best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and you did that, and you played a great character, and I'm gay, and you know that's why you know we I love working with you. You're just you're so easy to be with on set. You make great choices. You. You just, you're like, oh, we're just going to have fun and do this scene. And, you know, whatever the f- happens is what happens. And uh, we're just going to have a fun time. There you, thank you. Oh, my God. Well, I'll see you. Um, that was all I came for. <laughs> That's it. Just some affirmation. Okay, we're done. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, great. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> uh, well, I, I figure, you know, the way I know you handle yourself on set, uh, you just, like, throw everything out the window. You're just going to be like, all right, it, whatever's going to happen is what's going to happen. I got to figure you have at least one or two audition stories for me. Yeah, I do. I have a couple. Um, and it's just, it's funny. You should mention kind of like my confidence because a lot of these are like stories in which that confidence kind of steered me in the wrong direction. I'm, I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, all right. So, you know what? The first one I want to tell, I, I have to tell you about my first audition ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to, uh, SUNY New Paltz upstate, um, and we did this class in senior year that was called acting Four. and one of the requirements was that we had to go on a professional audition during this class. Okay. So, yeah. And I, I think, I think it was a requirement. I would hope it was like an extra credit thing. Cause like it did involve me paying for a train ticket and they definitely did not pay me back. So I hope it wasn't required, but uh, I don't remember. So we, like me and a bunch of my classmates went down to Manhattan to go to an open call for Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. For Like, it was like a tour of Fiddler on the Roof. They were casting the daughters and I showed up, I was like, I'm getting that part. Like, of course I, you did. I was actually like, I was worried. I was like, oh, what, what's going to happen? Like with graduation, like I'm going to, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to book it. I'm going to go on tour and I'm just going to have to like go to summer school to make up the rest of my senior year of college. I love the confidence. That's great. I, I played Seidel in high school <laughs> in Fiddler. I was like, I know this already. Um, and that my high school production of Fiddler on the Roof was uh, the most garbage production of uh, theater I've ever been in in my life. We had no budget. We had no set. Um, It was like our town. Like someone had donated a wheelbarrow for Tevye to push around. And other than that, it was just like tables and chairs from classrooms. Perfect. We had no music. We did it a cappella. Oh, that's a choice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was disgusting. I have a VHS recording (laughs) of it somewhere. Um, No, I actually want to see that someday. So please dig that up for me. I promise you I'll show it to you. So, you know, I walked in and I was like, if I can get through that, <laughs> Broadway, here I come. I had no headshot. I had like a photo of myself that uh, my friend had taken of me like in front of my dorm room closet on a Nikon Coolpix camera that I had printed at the school library on paper. 
Like it wasn't even glossy. It wasn't even photo paper. I had two musical theater credits on my resume. (sighs) And I showed up like, this is happening. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I was immediately typed out of this audition. Like I didn't even get a chance to sing. Um, So if you are not familiar with what typing out is, um, they do this a lot in musical theater, especially for like, this was a true open call. It wasn't like union, non-union. It was like, we were all on one list. So obviously 7,000 girls showed up for this okay. audition. And when a bunch of people who like look the same show up, cause you know, it's for the daughters. So we're all like white women with dark hair of a certain age. They basically take you into the room like 30, 40 at a time. And they line you up in just a super humanizing way. Uh, and they look at your resume. very humanizing. It was so, I felt like, you know, a special little butterfly. Um, and they just like, they go through the resumes and they basically go, you stay, you stay, you stay. Everybody else you can go. Thank you. So like, obviously I'm asked to leave immediately. I had (laughs) I'm shocked. The, the printed white paper eight and a half by 11 resume and headshot didn't work for you. No, um, no, nothing about that grabbed them, oddly enough. Uh, so all my friends, we were all typed out and they were all like, all right, should we go to like Virgin Megastore? Like, should we go to Times Square, hang out? And I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. I camped out in the lobby of Ripley Greer, like imagining some kind, I don't know, like, like a Hollywood starlet at like the soda yep. shop. Uh huh. Yep. That's, that's I was what thinking. I thought. Yep. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought like the producer was going to come out on a coffee break and be like, who is that? I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's my sidle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can like, all leave. I found my sidle. I found my new fallout boy like that situation. (laughs) I love that. You know, Simpsons. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I basically like, I just like hung out in the lobby and also I had no idea how long auditions last. So I did not make it to the end. I was like, it's like two. Are they still going? (laughs) (laughs) We've been here for 45 minutes. God, how long is this going to yeah. And it was like, um, it was an interesting experience. I did end up talking to an older woman, <laughs> older, she was probably like my age now, but, um, <laughs> I ended up like talking to this woman who was, I don't remember her name or anything, but she was just like so lovely. And she basically saw the entire thing. She knew what had happened. She knew what I was doing. And she like showed me her resume and like explained how she formatted it. And, like told me about headshots and like basically gave me a better education that I had gotten in this class that I was there to get a credit for. Yeah. Uh, and just like, you know, really just like took pity on me as like a little baby musical theater actor with too much confidence and like not enough know-how. <laughs> little baby sparrow fell out of the nest. She, she Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. For real. Just like can't even hold my head up yet. No feathers, nothing. <laughs> Gosh, you know, and it is funny you say that because so often I hear from people who went to, you know, to college to study fine arts or theater, that so much of it is just, you know, learning the plays, you know, learning theory, but the idea of the business side of it, nobody ever talks about. 
Yeah. And this, that's what this class was supposed to do. And it like really didn't, like, I cannot believe they sent me in there with a, like my resume might as well have been written on loose leaf paper and crayon. (laughs) And (laughs) I was just like, yup, it's happening. All these other girls can go home. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny when you said, uh, I I thought that I was going to go in there and nail it. And then I thought, you know, what am I going to do when you said, what am I going to do about the rest of the semester? I thought you were going to say, what am I going to do about this train ride home with all of my friends who didn't get the part when they have to sit next to me knowing that I'm the star? Uh, but yeah. obviously that did not happen at all. It's going to be so awkward because like obviously they'll also tell me right there that I got the role. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, that, that completely tracks for you. That makes complete yeah. sense to me. And yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I've gone through most of my life with the confidence of a 20 year old musical theater major and, uh, it's, it's <laughs> steered me pretty straight so far. I gotta say. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Uh, uh, you said you might have another one or is, oh God, did you... I have several Gary. Oh, please. You I don't mean, anything know. you want to share. I'm game to hear. Yeah. So I gave up on musical theater like pretty quickly into my career. It is intense. It's like you're up at like three in the morning for some of these auditions. Um, Mm. And interestingly, like I've also worked as an audition monitor for Actors' Equity for a little while. Okay. And I did like I I monitored a lot of musical theater auditions and it's really like the rules are pretty insane. Like as an audition monitor, if I'm calling your name, like if we get to you on the list and I call your name and you don't answer me, I get, I can call your name one more time. And if you don't answer, you're out. That's it. You go bottom of the list. Sorry. You were in the bathroom. You have been here all day. You've missed your shot. Oh, it's, it's savage. Like, so I just couldn't take that. So I stopped doing musical theater, like pretty early. And, um, I started doing like film, and mm-hmm. indie film and all that. Um, and I remember the interesting thing about that, about like transitioning to film is that like most of the time at a film audition, they give you something to do and you don't really have to come prepared. Yeah. With anything. Yeah. It's nice part uh, being an actor. You don't actually have to prepare anything. Just yeah, you show up and play. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a scene. Like sometimes you get it in advance. Sometimes you get it right there. Whatever. They give you like 15 minutes to go over it. You go in the room. You read it. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, except this one time I showed up to an audition expecting them to give me something. And instead I walked in and it was like for an indie film. I think it was like New York film Academy. It was like very low stakes. And they were like, okay, so we're going to hear your contemporary monologue. Sorry, what? Yup. Uh, (laughs) and that's my B. Like I didn't read the audition info closely enough. Um, you know, I was just like, Ooh, going down my backstage, like, do, 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 no problem. I'll go in, look at me a scene, blah, 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 blah. So I did not have anything. And like, that that's one of those things that they tell you in school, like you should always have something memorized. And I hate that that day that turned out to be true for me. Mm. Hate that. Um, so what I did was I just made, I made up, I made up a monologue, like completely on the fly. I assumed that's what you did ridiculous monologue like um and this was a dramatic role so it was like when the street lights turn on they remind me of you i see you in the shadows of the street and the street is paved with my memories of you 
in the street with me that day. <laughs> the day you left. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but I did it. I got through it. The director looks me in the face and goes, that was really great. Could you do it one more time, but more no. pensive? No, no. <laughs> no. Spoiler alert. I could not. I tried. Oh. So I was like trying. I was, what did I just, uh, the street lights remind <laughs> me of your feet. She knew. She knew. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like uh, like a piece of prose that like a twelve year old girl would come up with trying to sound poetic. It's oh my brilliant. god! Yeah, it was like straight from my diary, you know. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> yes. Dear journal, the streetlights remind me of Tommy again. <laughs> yes. His, his buttery so skin. <laughs> his buttery skin. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's but so again, good. that confidence, you know, that confidence it, can, it, uh, can kill you a little bit. There is. I'd like to think I would, I would just cast you on the spot. I'd like to think that I'd be able to pick out the fact that, oh, she's funny. I like her. I'm going to find something for her. I don't know if I would, but I'd like to think that I'd be able to spot that. that that's why I'm here today, Gary, because you understand me. <laughs> you're, you're funny and you're fun to, to play with. It, it's great. It's. I, I wish more people would uh, would get on board with that that point I of think, view of me. I don't know if you learned. I think I mentioned it to Rob <laughs> in our first episode. How hmm. in the improv troupe we were in, somebody we had auditions and somebody showed up with instead of a headshot, like a stick figure drawing of themselves yeah. on a paper, and the people ran it like, "Well, this is unprofessional. We can't hmm. do that." I'm like, "Oh no, that's funny. I would cast that person without even an audition. You're in. Like, yeah, done." Yeah, one of uh, I was at I was on the other side of the table. I was like helping out at auditions for something, and someone came in, and one of his special skills on his resume was can read Korean but cannot understand it. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> I was like, cast this person immediately. That's the funniest special skill I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire yes. life. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Be be funny. Make me laugh. Just be unique or different, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Oh. So Michelle, those good. are gold. Those are those are gold I stories. I love those. Yeah. They're you, you know, to... they're both early. They're both a little early in my career. <laughs> you know, it it's never too late to fuck up an audition again. You, you can always do it still. Damn right. Can I ask, I don't know if you remember what your audition for Max Danger was like, that, that first uh, pilot that you and I worked on together with Josh? You, you know, I remember, like, I remember one moment from it because <laughs> whoever was reading with me was like a friend of Josh's, I think, and he looked just like Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah, that was the other writer. Yes. Okay. Alan Tidal. Well, yes. I'm really sorry. I just called him a friend of Josh's. He was the writer of this. <laughs> I have a that, that terrible guy memory. that Josh brought in from the curb to read the parts. Uh, yeah. Who looked like Paul Giamatti? Oh, you mean the other writer? Yes. <laughs> that homeless guy that like was reading auditions in exchange for a sandwich. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if he's listening to this. Uh, I have a really bad memory, Gary. That's something you have to know about me. Like, I have a terrible memory. It took me, like, all week to even remember some of these auditions. <laughs> to remember that we were going to shoot this today. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I woke up and I was like, oh, crap. I had a Home Alone moment. <laughs> uh, by the way, Alan should take that as a compliment because I'm a huge Paul Giamatti fan. He's fantastic. Oh, who isn't? Um, yeah. But like what was really interesting is like I called him Paul Giamatti in my audition and they like lost their minds laughing. Yes. Like, and to me it was so weird because I was like that's such an obvious joke. Like no one else has done – no one else has called him Paul Giamatti. I like made a sideways reference or something. <sighs> And everybody just like erupted, and I'm pretty sure that's what got me the the part. Yeah. Well, you know, Josh has a good sense of humor too. That's where we work together, and I'm sure he picked that out. It's like, okay, she's she's fun to be around. She'll she'll make jokes. I like yeah. her. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he played into it. Probably, but like interestingly, like obvious, like jokes that I think are super obvious. Like I I once had an audition where I was playing a medium, like a you know speaks to the dead medium, and it was improvised and the woman behind the table asked me something about being a medium and I and I went well yes you know I used to be a medium but now sadly I am a large okay and right. and that got it's me the not, part. It's, not my, it's not my favorite joke of yours Michelle but all right but I, get that's, it. I was I said it and I went that's the stupidest joke I've ever made in my life I'm gonna retire now <laughs> and that is what got me the job oh my gosh <laughs> All right. Well, and as long as you acknowledge it in your head, okay, that was a really dumb joke. But yes, I got you the job. That's great. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, I I just remembered that that audition for Max Danger. That was the first and only time I'd ever been in an audition where uh, the the casting group, in this case, it was Josh and Alan, they supplied mm-hmm. us with beer. Do you remember that? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, I remember that. We're, we're hanging oh. out in the waiting room and just ready to go in. And he's like, yeah, if anybody wants yeah. a beer, just, you know, have a beer, relax. And I was like, oh, this is nice. I want to work with this guy. Yeah. Do you know what? Also, after I got the role in that, Josh asked me, should I call all the people who didn't get it and let them know? And I was like, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Sure. Yeah. Call them. Let them know. Yeah. Let them know they did a great job, but they didn't get it. Like so many people – would never think to do something like that. You know, you yeah. don't get the role, you never hear from them again. And you just have to like go about your day. Yeah. Josh is a thoughtful dude like that. And he when really I is. have like, you know, I produced some small penny any things. And when I do that, I've tried to be like, hey, send an email. Thank you so much for coming in. We decided to go with somebody else. I appreciate your time. Because yeah. you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, literally ninety nine times out of a hundred, if you don't hear back, that's just the message that you didn't get the role. Like nobody's actually calling yeah. you and saying, Hey, I appreciate that you did this. I liked what you did here. We just wanted to go a different direction. It's usually just uh, Oh, I guess I'll never hear from you again for the rest of my life. And that's the yeah. end of that. Yeah. That's like such a, like a mom thing to be like, did you hear from anybody? Did anyone say anything? It's like, no, I didn't. Well, when do you think you're going to know? It's like, I think I was going to know two days ago. So yep. I think we should just yeah. let it go, mom. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, you know, I try to alert everybody. I'm not casting, you know, 80 things a month, you know, where I have yeah. like 300 people to go through. I get it from their perspective. Oh, yeah. But if you can afford the time, it's it's nice to let people know that, you know, they're appreciated. Yeah. yeah. yeah especially with like a small thing. Like you said, like if it's not like a, a million people, you know, we, yeah. if it's that many people, obviously you can't do that kind of thing. But like it's very sweet to just have yeah. that thought. Well, and that's why we still work with Josh to this day. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you said you've been uh, auditioning for commercials lately. Anything good or interesting? I mean, no, because I'm at this point I'm very good at auditioning. <laughs> like, like, you know, 
are, are you actually good at auditioning or is this just more Michelle confidence? You're like, I'm really totally good at auditioning. You guys should just know what you're getting here. Meanwhile, I mean, the camera's not on. You're you're not wearing any pants. You haven't brushed your teeth in three days. Like, I, you know, hey, this is great. All here. You know, in a Zoom self-tape world, those things don't matter anymore. That's true. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I know I'm really good at auditioning. I haven't booked anything, but I'm really good at auditioning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, now I just, I have a lot more, the confidence is uh, not as um, delusional <laughs> anymore. Okay. The, the confidence you, you now no comes longer, from practice. You no longer yeah. go through life as a 16-year-old boy? <laughs> no, no, no longer. Now I'm... Um, now I'm much more like a like a 27 year old finance bro. Like I know what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. And don't tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, there was I think like one of the moments where um, that shift happened, and it, and it became less about just like going in and being absolutely underqualified, but like insisting that I'm going to get the role, and instead being more like, okay, this isn't about me. This is a you know, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. I somehow, I don't know how this happened. It's like one of the biggest auditions I've ever had. I got an audition for Sleep No More. Do you know Sleep oh, No More? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do immersive theater. I have my own immersive theater company. So like I got this audition and I'd been doing immersive for a while. Um, but the kind of immersive theater I'd been doing was like very like murder mystery company kind of um, comedy based. Like, you know, you show up in the uh, park in the city, like dressed as a gangster and go okay. up to like the audience that are like, Hey, uh, were you sent by Mr. Nose? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. This is uh, um, like, um, what, what's it called? I did it too. Uh, it's, um, I'm, why am I blanking on the name? Cause I'm an old man now, but the, the, um, the scavenger hunty kind of thing. Yes. Accomplice. Why can't either of us think of the accomplice? Thank you. Did you do accomplice? I did for many years. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Accomplice. Yeah. We both did and, that. Okay. Yeah. And that's like, that's a different vibe. Uh, mm -hmm. Sleep No More. Sleep No More is like very uh, movement based and it's, I, I, do, I had no business auditioning. I showed up and it was all dancers. And oh. like anytime I walk into an audition and people are stretching, I immediately am like, I'm not getting this. Uh, <laughs> But like with that comes this this sense of freedom, you know, of mm -hmm. when you show up to an audition and you're like, oh, there's no way, there's no way I'm getting this role if I do that. Mm -hmm. Like the only way I'm getting this role is if I do something that is like uniquely me mm -hmm. that they're not going to see from anybody else. Yep. And they gave us like some choreography to do and I struggled through it. I did my best. I'm pretty sure I was wearing jeans. Like I wasn't even physically prepared to dance. Um, and then at the very end of the audition, they did like a freestyle movement moment where we oh. were just like supposed to do anything that we wanted. Okay. Do you remember planking, Gary? <laughs> I think I still do that like once a month to convince myself that I'm trying to stay in shape. Um, no, I don't mean like planking, like, uh, exercise. I mean like Tom Green would just like go to places and just lay down. Oh yeah. I remember and this. Yes. It was like a thing on the internet. Like people would just go, you know, to like, I don't know, like the Lincoln Memorial and just plank in front of it. Yes. Um, well, I remembered planking in this moment. And so I walked into the center of the floor at the McKittrick hotel 
and laid down on my face for the entire 15 minutes of the freestyle portion of the Sleep No More audition. Because <laughs> if you can't do something good, you got to do something memorable. That's my philosophy. Oh, <laughs> Michelle, I, I, lo I love that. I love that so much. Oh, oh yeah. God, I love that. It was, I stood up after it. They turned the music off and they were like, okay, thank you. I stood up and I like looked over at the people behind the table and they were looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here? And I think about that audition sometimes because um, I've been on the other side of the table a couple times and um, a situation like that does come up in immersive theater a lot where like you tell the person just do whatever you want and like... I've seen really beautiful stuff come out of that and I've seen really ridiculous stuff come out of that and I've seen stuff that is both beautiful and ridiculous because like you give an actor absolutely no direction and like some of them will crumble and uh -huh. some of them will will, will rise <laughs> and the, the only – in my brain, the only thing that kept me from booking that role is the opinion of the person who watched me do it. Mm. If they had a different opinion of it, I'd be telling this story on a podcast called My Best Audition, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't change what I did. It wouldn't have changed. I would have done the same thing whether they liked it or not. Yes. And I completely, like, it's an audition that, like, in my brain I bombed it, whatever. But I so, I stand by what I did. I, I would do it again. I love the commitment, the complete <laughs> commitment to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, I, I once had a teacher who told me, if you can't dazzle them with your, brill with your brilliance, uh, blind them with your bullshit. And that is something yeah. I've taken to heart. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I imagine you're a bit of an Andy Kaufman fan. I know I am. 100%. So, yeah. So it, just committing to the bit, no matter what. I yeah. love that about you. And I, yeah. for what it's worth, I would have cast you on the spot. I'd, even if there's not a role for you in the movement section, I would have created a role for you. This this woman has to be part of what mm -hmm. we're doing here. Find something for her. <laughs> yeah, I you know I mean that's that's the thing is like you just especially if you're in a situation if you're in an audition where you're like ooh I don't have the skill set for this. Find an opportunity to show what your skill set is, and like that's my skill set is like being weird. That's fantastic. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, that's great. Man, I'm going through my head and I'm like, do I have one that, that tops that? I'm like, I don't think I've ever committed to 15 minutes of just not moving. Just laying on your face. It's very important to keep your body totally like stiff too. It was yeah. um, not very pleasant. I don't no, even know if that was originally supposed to be 15 minutes. I kind of feel like they maybe extended it just to see if I would do something else. That's great. I love it. <laughs> so you didn't get sleep no more. No, I did not. No. no. But you've done other interactive theater, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, you did I Topless do. And you did, what was the other one? The, the, the one with on the buses? Oh, yeah. The, the ride. The ride, yes. Oh, my God. The ride was so fun. It was like, it was a bus tour. It's still around, actually. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a little different. I'm not sure, but um, it's this incredible like sideways bus. So like instead of the seats facing forward, they face the side and the side is all glass. Mm -hmm. And there's two they're, improv comedians on the bus. Yep. And, and, and then there's the side, they face the side of the bus in sort of like stadium seating. So there's like a stadium a, a seating seat here, yeah. seat here. And you can look out just one side of the bus. 
Yeah, so it's like you're in – it's kind of like um, in Jurassic Park when they're going through and seeing, like, all the scientists and stuff. Is yeah. this auto-erotica? Uh, you know, that that part. It, But it just, like, moves around the city, and then there's performers outside the bus who are, like, mm-hmm. performing. And as the – I was a host, so you're, like, part tour guide, part comedian – and doing like tons of crowd work and you know we did this in the holiday season going past the rockefeller center christmas tree so you get stuck in traffic and you just have to vamp like i've definitely i've gotten into a car accident on that bus and had to stand there for six hours with the audience in the bus because it's it was in the middle of columbus circle and it was like unsafe to unload them what so me and my buddy mark sove who is the person I'm starting the character salon with, we just like had to vamp for like six hours while the cops came, while the insurance came, they had to like bring another bus and like, just like shut down traffic in Columbus circle. It was the best improv training I've ever had That's in fantastic. my life. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to be a tour guide on a bus and I've had some of those moments, but I've never had to go for six hours trying to keep people entertained. That's insane. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Good for you. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And you know, I have and I have my own uh, immersive company now, and we do like private events and stuff like that. So we just launched this '90s murder mystery party, uh, where we like come to your house and you're trying to solve the murder of a '90s fitness mogul Tybo. Um, so that's super fun because you get to like I perform in the in the shows as well, and because um, that's you know one of the points of having your own company is just to, like create work for yourself. <laughs> I love that you call him Tybo. We're talking about That's Billy his name, Blanks. Man. No, no, it's like fit, it's, this is a fictional character, Gary. Okay, <laughs> Ty, just, Tybo is his given name, <laughs> conjured out of thin air. No yeah, reference just, whatsoever. Mm-mm, nope, nope. That's his name. Okay, that's just how God made him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? Normally on these things, I, I try to offer a story of my own that goes along, but I, I. Don't think I have anything. Your stories are just, they're fantastic and they're uniquely you. And I'm happy to leave it at that unless there's anything else you wanted to add. I think, thank you for that. Uh, that's going to help my confidence. That's That's been the theme of this podcast. <laughs> thank you, Gary. That's, that's very sweet of you. <laughs> um, is there anything you wanted to add about other, thing, other things you're up to now or where people can see your work? You know, I want to... Shout out the movie that you mentioned in my bio, which is Space Captain, Captain of Space. It's on Amazon. It's no offense, Gary, because you and I have made some wonderful things together, but it is my favorite thing that I have ever been in. Third favorite um, thing that you've ever been in. <laughs> but it's a, it is a full-length spoof uh, film of like Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon space serials. It's like mm-hmm. in the style of a space ball or an airplane. Um and it's just like, it's really, really funny. And I made it a few years ago with just an incredible team. Everyone in the world should watch it, especially if you're like a Star Trek or a Star Wars fan or like Below Decks, the Orville. If that's your jam, go watch Space Captain, Captain of Space on Amazon. You know, I've seen pictures of that before on your website and on mm-hmm. social media. I've never actually watched it. Now that you've explained it better to me, I think I actually do want to watch it because a lot of that is my jam. You should. It's I think it's like two bucks, but Gary, if you don't like it, just Venmo request me and I'll pay you back. I, I will do love it. it. I will seriously do it. I'm going to watch it. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Michelle McNally. And uh, you have a website, right? Where folks can find your work. I do. It's michellemcnally.com. Uh, Michelle only has one L in it. so Because that's right. all she needs. 
That's it. One L, baby. That's all yeah. I need. You don't need two. The, the confidence handles the second L. Exactly. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much. You're great. Uh, we'll probably have this up in, a, I don't know, a couple weeks or so. And uh, I'll see you around. We're going to work together soon, I hope. Totally. Thank you so much, Gary. It was great to be here.